this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of Friends from Work. This is a podcast about all things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's hosted by me, Kyle Sconowell, and my longtime friend, Robbie Earl. That's Earl with two E's, but they're not where you think. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not, going, we're not going to spell it for you here. I have waited six weeks to finally talk about Madison. With two N's and a Y. <laughs> I couldn't wait. And I'm so excited to be here to talk about Madison. <laughs> I, I've i just been so excited to get four episodes in for a couple of reasons. One, I just, like we've said before, I like being on the same page with everybody else when we're tuning into this stuff. And it's hard sometimes, as we found out earlier in these episodes, to keep everything straight in terms of what happens where. Sure. But two, and kind of more importantly, in the same way that I I really understood why Moon Knight put all four of or, or the first four of the six episodes out, I I really understand and, and I think maybe people understand now why She Hulk did the same thing. Because it it this is when I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm I'm getting the rhythm, assuming that this is that this is in fact the rhythm that they maintain, and I love it. Like I, you know, I've seen a lot of chatter online about kind of the, you know, where exactly this show will land stylistically, pacing wise, and I I really like this sort of like one cameo across two episodes thing we have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with right. right. Well, it's like, yeah, we have the Bruce and Blonsky first two episodes, and then here we have the two Wong episodes, and I just think it it works so well, and it's like what we were talking about. It's like what uh, what Candace and I were talking about on the most recent Comics Corner episode. That's a it's a style of storytelling that we have not really seen on on TV and what a a decade and a half you know kind of going back to that more like contained not everything's decompressed not everything is dragged out and it's also a, a style of storytelling that you know again for decades and decades was kind of the bread and butter of of marvel comics so i think it's 
man, I think it's been it's been really fun. And this mm-hmm. is this is the point that I was excited for people to get to mm-hmm. for that reason. Robbers, oh my gosh, you're so right. <laughs> I promise I won't do the whole thing in Valley Girl. I promise. But I'm gonna have a I mean, few more spots. <laughs> you're like you're uncomfortably good at it. I am it's like the one <laughs> accent I really have down. Like, oh my gosh, robbers. <laughs> um so here's the thing. No time, Robbie, no time. I have had an absolutely Robbie Earl-esque week. I am wow. slammed busy. I am busy to my gills, if that's even a saying. You got to land the plane, <laughs> land the fish, land this plane, fish. Uh, <laughs> I am so busy that we are going to make this episode very compact, direct, straight to the point. We're going to get the good stuff out and just move on. Not because I didn't love the episode, but because I am just full of stuff right now. So you're here a busy we go. man. I'm going to crush everything I want to crush here. First of all, Robbie, shout out. We had someone donate. Let's go. Oh, man. That is so nice. Let's go. (laughs) So shout out, Brian. Thank you. And, Robbie, we need to give a shout out to Danny because Danny just got engaged this week. So shout out Whoa. Brian and Danny. Congratulations on the engagement, Danny. Thanks for being loyal listeners and thanks for donating, Brian. Wow. And I I think did I see we also got a, a new patron this week. Oh, hello. Joshua <laughs> Long. So welcome, welcome Josh. to uh welcome to the old friends from Work Plus. Joshua Long, let us know what you think. So, secondly, Robbie. My trivia question last week went over really, Ooh. really well. So I'm going to get to a couple more here in a minute. And I think it's just a tradition I'm going to keep going. Whatever movies I rewatch during the week, I will ask a trivia question from each one. And you'll have a chance to win a t-shirt. But before I say that and give you a little update on my rewatch, I want to say happy football season to everyone out there. Let's go. There if you choose is. to celebrate, if you choose to celebrate... <laughs> Happy NFL season. (laughs) Robbie knows me. Pete knows me. This is as giddy as I get. Like Marvel and football, it should be a national holiday. This is my thing. And I'm just going to quickly say Uh Skull Vikes because I will be at the Minnesota Vikings and Green Bay (laughs) Packers game this Sunday. So let's go. With some just sickeningly good seats. Club level, (laughs) 50-yard line. Oh, Skull Vikes. I can't tell you how excited I am. So happy football season and, and Robbie, happy fantasy football season to the friends from work fantasy football oh, league. Oh, yeah. Year number yeah. two. See if Sean can follow up on his last season victory. I hope not. Hopefully I can take it from him, but there's 16 teams <laughs> this year. And so football, fantasy football, good luck to all those who partake. So that's actually a perfect transition here to something I wanted to briefly touch on. Uh, you said that that football is is up there with you for Marvel. And, you know, I know at times would exceed your Marvel hype, which people may not be able to believe. And I've managed your fantasy football team in the past. It's happened. This is true. Very successfully. I am clearly less well-rounded than you in that the thing that competes with Marvel <laughs> for me is Lord of the Rings, uh, mm. which I've mentioned some on here from time to time. I don't know if people know like quite how long and like how intensely I've been into uh, Tolkien stuff, but mm-hmm. it it is a uh, 
it's something that I care a lot about. I reread those books <laughs> all the time. I have a Tolkien quote tattooed on my body. So I've been watching the news about this Amazon show for, I mean, half a decade now watching them. And I've, I've followed every update. And, you know, the last thing that we got from the Lord of the Rings world was the Hobbit series, which was not the best. And so I was not, you know, I, I, I was excited, but also as I was seeing a lot of the promos, I was a little nervous and I was just kind of setting my expectations low. Kyle, I don't know if you, if you watched the first two episodes or not. They just came out this past Friday. So here's the thing. couple things. I haven't. I probably will at some point. I am mm-hmm. a Lord of the Rings fan. If you're a 10 or 11, I'm like a 7. Like, I like it. Sure. Um, sure. That being said, not this Monday, but the following Monday, you and I are going to launch a new episode on Friends From Work Plus talking about yeah. just totally yep. unrelated things we're into right now. So it might be football for me, but I think you need to do a more, you know, like a five minute oh, yeah. review of the first few episodes of this thing over there just to get into it a little bit more. But, but give me like the 30 second pitch of how you're feeling about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually excited about that. Cause we've, there are a lot of things stacking up to talk about in that episode, but man, I loved it. I thought that like all of the concerns I had with the promo stuff, again, I think these people need to hire better <laughs> better promo folks uh, because it was such a context-heavy problem for me. Like uh, all these things were pulled out in the trailers that whenever I saw them in the episode worked spectacularly well, but isolated felt really weird. And it's it's just I, the the pacing of it. I thought was really great. Uh, I know some people may disagree there just because, again, it's it's Tolkien, so it's going to be a little bit slower, a little bit kind of grander in scope. Uh, and it's not going to be quite as, like, intrigue-filled as something like Game of Thrones, you know, which I'm also watching and I'm really excited to talk about in the episode you just mentioned. But, yeah, Lord of the Rings, man, visuals I thought were Excellent. I'd be really excited to hear your thoughts there. Performances I thought were excellent. The writing was great. Like I, again, admittedly went in with lower expectations, but I, I, one of my best friends uh, who is sort of equally into uh, Lord of the Rings had long planned to, to come up for Labor Day weekend to Austin for the first time. He's a guy I went to law school with, and he had not been back since law school. And it just happened that it fell on the weekend of this premiere. So we got to watch it together with Candace, made kind of a big night of it. And I just, I loved it. It's like exactly what I want a Tolkien project to feel like. It's weighty. It's epic. It doesn't feel like they're trying to cash in on like modern tropes or or use like cheap storytelling tactics, like the things that we've kind of talked about in prior episodes. So like, Again, only seen the first two episodes, but as of now, I am fully on board, very excited, and very excited to see where this goes since they have already crazily greenlit like five seasons of this thing. So, wow, good, yeah, two thumbs up from uh, from Robbie. Okay, more about that later, man. And that's the thing we could talk about it forever, but you don't have much time. I don't have much time. The TV this week was insane. The episode of House of the Dragon was insanely good also though the the movies that 
got to watch this week. When my buddy was in town, we went to see Thor Love and Thunder, which premiered on Disney Plus today. But we got to see one of the last theater screenings because he hadn't seen it yet. Still love that movie. But more importantly for this discussion, I got to see the Spider-Man No Way Home extended edition, which we talked about on our last episode. And again, this is something I can I can get into more uh, when we have more time. But I loved it. Like, and I don't want to just, you know, today I'm going to be coming on. I think everything we're talking about today, I'm love. <laughs> really jazzed on. So we're positive. My credibility positive might be today. out the window. <laughs> uh, but man, I like, I thought it was fantastic. I, again, I went into that think with pretty low expectations, thinking like, okay, is this going to feel weirdly stitched together? Is this going to be like an endgame, like <laughs> extra scenes vibe where it feels like they're just trying to milk it? And... For me personally, like the way that that extra time, which I was like, I think 11 minutes was divvied up throughout was so well done. It felt like it really enhanced the connective tissue between that and the first two films in the Watts trilogy. If that makes sense. Like uh, specifically, we get way more like high school time at the beginning. Okay. And that's one Again, I have very little problems with Spider-Man No Way Home, and I wouldn't even say this was a problem. I think that it was a cut that made sense, given the constraints. But that's one part of the movie that I always felt like we we really sort of blazed by. Like, mm-hmm. he, he gets to that scene with Doctor Strange pretty quickly. Sure. And this, it's like we actually see, you know, it's like by the time we see him get up on the roof with MJ and he's, like, trying to escape everything, we actually see the things that he's trying to escape. You know, okay. like we see the interactions, we see a lot of, and I really liked that. Uh, it just fleshed a lot out. There were a lot of great, like, there were even some moments between him and the other two Spider-Men that I felt in the original version, I always noticed they felt like kind of quick cuts. Like the conversations, it's like they squeezed in little bits that they could, like little one-liners. And here, there's a moment where it's like they just basically, you can tell that it's the scene they took some of those cuts from just played all the way through. Like it's like you just set a camera and it's just a conversation between the three of them. And I loved, I love that. So kind of on both ends of the movie, it just, yeah, it, 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 for me, it enhanced everything. Would highly recommend people go catch it. It's one of my favorite movies of the last few years. And so I'm kind of bummed hearing that because I've been so busy. I haven't gotten to see any of these things, including that. So are people going to be able to see it at home? Just briefly, have you learned any more about that or not? I haven't. I okay. And I think that Sony is going to not take a position on that until it's out of theaters okay. because okay. they're going to want people to feel pressure <laughs> to go see it. But I, after leaving it, I like the first thing I told Candace was like, I need to be able to buy this <laughs> because yeah. to me, it feels like the, like it now feels like the extended edition of the Lord of the Rings, which is like, it would kind of be a bummer for me to have to go back to a cut that doesn't have that stuff. So, okay. Like I said, so much coming up on friends from work. Plus we're going to have a more full review of that Robbie, a more full review of the Lord of the Rings show. If you want to bring up game of the Thrones, you can, and then we're also going to get into Daredevil season two, part two. So we got to do oh, that. Yeah. Um, so that's all coming in the next couple of weeks. And then on this side of things, oh my gosh, this is the last episode, as you said, that we've seen ahead of time. So I am so excited again to see episode five of She-Hulk because 
we don't know anymore. And it's always a fun yeah. moment. It's kind of like a re-premiere for us. Uh, and so, yeah. yeah, very, very, very excited to talk about She-Hulk next week with y'all. So, okay, this is becoming a fun tradition. Here we go. On my rewatch, I watched Captain Marvel and I watched Iron Man 1. And I was going Ooh, to okay. watch Iron Man 2, but because of trivia, I had to slow it down. I didn't want to do so many <laughs> trivia questions in one episode. So here we go. This is kind of becoming a fun thing for us, Robbie. If you know the answer, tell me, but do not tell me the actual answer. If you are one of the first people to message this to me, this answer, I will mail you an original Friends From Work shirt. And even if you don't want a shirt or you already have one, you can still message me just for fun. I got so many messages last time. I had to let so many people down. Um, but last week I watched Captain America 1 and the trivia question that stood out to me was wonderful weather we're having this morning. And I asked people, what is the response to that? To which the correct answer was yes, but I always carry an umbrella. A lot of people got it. And uh, that's fun. So here we go. From Captain Marvel. Now, don't cheat. It's just not fun if you cheat. So here we go. <laughs> don't cheat. I got one question and two bonus questions just for the heck of it. Robbie, what is the name of the bar that they go to specifically when Captain Marvel is sitting down with Nick Fury? You know, they have the whole discussion. What's the name of that bar? Oh, that's a good one. I don't think I know that. And here's two bonus questions. So that's the question for the t-shirt, but just for fun, if you want to, what shirt is she wearing? She's wearing a band's shirt. What band is on her shirt? And when they're quizzing each other to make sure they're not scrolls, Nick Fury tells us where he was born. Do you know where Nick Fury was born? So the name of the wow. bar, what band is on her shirt, and where is Nick Fury born? That's the Captain Marvel one for fun. First person to message me gets a shirt. Do you know Those the good answers? Ones. Yeah, do you know the answers I, or not? I know, the, I know the shirt. I don't know the other two, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm trying to find really tough ones, you know, as I'm watching yeah. something that stands out. And then because I watched two movies, here's a, another question. So I will send another shirt for the Iron Man question, which by the way, dude, I'm not going to go on this tangent. I'm not going to. Iron Man stands up almost as good as any movie I, I've ever seen. It is now what, 14 years old? 14 years old, and it yeah. works so well. Everything about it. I'm not going to give my full review, but it's so good. Um, that being said, here we go. Tony's first arc reactor that he makes in the cave, Rob, Uh huh. when he's talking with Yinsen, he tells him how many gigajoules per second it produces. Oh. So how yep. many gigajoules per second does Tony's first arc reactor produce? That's trivia question number two. Wow. These are good. So fun. These are good. So, so far, my critical ranking and my preference ranking are identical. It is Iron Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel. That's where I'm at so far with a fresh ranking. And I'll see where it goes feels, from there. Feels fair. So Iron Man 2 next. Anyways, wow. so much fun. I was excited to share that with you. Let's get into She-Hulk episode four.
She-Hulk episode four is entitled, Is This Not Real Magic? It is directed again by Kate Coro, who will not be directing an episode of She-Hulk again until episode eight. So the next three episodes, we're going to have a new director come on. So I'm interested to see how that goes. And we have Melissa Hunter here writing. Also, we have a new addition to the cast for this episode, another Coro. Uh, this is Reese Corro as Donnie Blaze, Donnie a magician Blaze. and former student of the Mystic Arts who works at the quote-unquote Mystic Castle. You see, see how, how I did I quotes? Quotations. Because it's not a real <laughs> Mystic and it's not real castle. <laughs> uh, so those are the new creators for episode four. Quickly, to remind people what happened this week, we pick back up with Jen working in her fancy office at the fancy law firm and she is interrupted by Wong who has met one Madison uh, when she came in through a portal because of the irresponsible uh, magicianing of Donnie Blaze who like we said was a former student at Camartage so this gets into the the first like real merger of the the superhero world and the legal world and that Wong now wants Jennifer Walters to find kind of a legal solution to keep Donnie Blaze from practicing magic because he's doing so irresponsibly. Uh, at first, Jennifer feels like there's not much that could be done and Don, Donnie Blaze uh, shows that he's sort of unwilling to work with her. But once another trick of his goes wrong and he unleashes an army of demons and She-Hulk and Wong have to come to his aid, he's convinced to comply with her cease and desist order. Meanwhile, in this episode, a lot going on because Jen slash She-Hulk are also out on the prowl. She's on the dating apps Seeing folks has a bad date as Jen, has a good date as She-Hulk, which ultimately ends on a sad note because when her date wakes up and sees her as Jen, he's lost all interest. And just when she thinks maybe he's had a change of heart, she goes to the door and it is not her date coming back to profess his love, but it is in fact a process server letting her know that she is being sued for trademark infringement by Titania who has now trademarked the name She-Hulk. Did you notice in the previously on section that they included the comment from Jen's mother about the I kid did. in the coffee shop, yeah. Yusuf? So I think I'm onto something. Why would they put that yeah, in there? Yeah, I think so too. They're only highlighting well, the I, most important details. That was so random. Do you? Th- I mean, the only thing I could think is that they were just highlighting like the fact that she's single. Maybe since this episode was about her dating, but, but that I had still the same is not thought. the most single line that you could do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Anyways. I I wondered to the point where I was like, wait, is there a is there like a payoff for that in this episode that I totally forgot? Mm. And nope. yeah, so I guess yeah. we'll see. Uh, I kind of love how this show is like you're saying going in couples as far as two episodes at a time with one character, like one cameo. But I like uh-huh. that it gives us a chance to step into like a portion of the MCU world for two episodes and then move on. And totally the plot can deal with different things because of that. Right. So you kind of stepped into Bruce's world and the incredible Hulk world in the first two episodes. And so it's still Uh Jen. She's still taking the cases, but 
you're getting a mix of the Incredible Hulk vibe. And now you get a little bit of the Doctor Strange vibe. Right. And that's kind of fun. And I can yeah. see how, and now people know we haven't seen Matthew Murdoch yet. <laughs> so spoiler alert, we had never seen him. Um, but right. I can see now how like she could take a street level thing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and deal with Matthew in some capacity, right? For two episodes. Right. And then she could jump into like, I don't know, Ironheart's world or something, you know, for, yeah. for two episodes. I'm just saying it's kind of fun how if you keep Jen around, they could constantly do that and you get little tastes of each. Yeah. No, and and what I've loved, especially in this episode, and we, and we got this. Uh, I'm not saying we didn't get elements of this in like the Blonsky parole hearing, but here especially, I think we we see the integration of the kind of superhero side with the lawyering side. And it just I, I've been so impressed with how naturally they they make those flow together. I mean, and again, you know, we saw parts of this with the the whole shape shifting Megan the Stallion problem that we talked about last week. But it's like they just keep finding new ways to take these kind of elements of the MCU, a lot of the elements that people are always asking, like, how would this really work, like, in real life? And letting Jen be, like, the mouthpiece for that, like, in that conversation she's having with Wong, where it's like, that's, yeah, that's great. Like, did you get anything in writing? Like, this is the American legal system. And it, it like, makes me think of those conversations you and I used to have in the rewatch about people that are, like, can't get past a movie like, uh, Age of Ultron because they're so concerned about the property damage. Like, I have to think that those people feel a little bit rewarded by a show like this. Well, if they were watching it, <laughs> but yes, totally. Right. right. <laughs> uh, in one episode, and I'm sure I've missed them. I just got to again, point out the Easter eggs. Like in one episode, you had Wong, you had talk of Comertage. You had a mention of the book of Ashanti. Right. You saw sling rings a reference to vibranium, a mm-hmm. reference to Bruce again. It's just fun. There's a lot more probably than that, but it's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and it's funny. Like this episode it's, I thought was especially funny. Like I, I mean the Madison stuff, but <laughs> yeah, I love with Madison when, when he goes, where are you from young lady? And she's like, well, I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, but my dad lives in Phoenix with his new family. So I go there sometimes. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> That's perfect. I, her delivery of every line was pretty perfect. <laughs> like the, the writing was great, but the delivery sells She needs to come on Friends from Work. I will make that my mission this week. Oh, man. I like that mission. I like when they're like, how did that make you feel? She's like, well, first it was fun. Then it was kind of spooky. But then it was pretty fun. But then it was spooky with a fun vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and all the lines about, about like... Oh, like, where are all the goblins? Are you the goblin king? Oh, yeah. It's like- <laughs> I like when she says, I made a pact with the demon that I cannot talk about. <laughs> she says it better than that, but it's like. It's so. How about, right. ma'am, you can't have that drink in here. And she goes, oh, you can finish it. I'm not sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so interesting to see how far we've come, right? Like, and I'm, 
for you, Captain Marvel aside, and even the first Avenger aside, like the difference between the superhero ness of a project like Iron Man and or I guess maybe the comic bookiness, I should say, of of a project like Iron Man and and this, right? Where like the punchlines are about like goblins and demons and like packs with the devil and uh, magicians that are acting irresponsibly. Like it's it's wild how how far we've kind of progressed in the MCU in that 14 years. Totally. By the way, while we're speaking of funny things, I also thought Donnie Blaze and his hype guy were pretty funny. His hype guy re- yeah, <laughs> just repeating too. everything made me laugh today when I was watching it the, again. The line specifically <laughs> for me, uh, in part because I do a little bit of this work, uh, is when he's like, what are you going to copyright art? And she's like, actually, yes, you you do copyright art. <laughs> I thought of you when Jen is fighting the demons at the end and she says, these are billable hours. And I just thought billable <laughs> hours sounds exactly like a lawyer thing. Yep. Yep. Sadly. No, I, that's the thing. I mean, because I was just saying how like sort of wild and, and fantastic it's gotten. But at the same time, like, I think what I love so much about this particular series is that it's balancing that so effectively with this kind of tongue-in-cheek, grounded, like I said, like, letting Jin be be the viewer in a way. Like, like she's the anchor for the audience to where, like, we see all these wacky characters and wacky worlds that she's being a part of. But I, I think that, like, it, she's also very funny and very compelling, and so it's just the perfect balance of it's not too much it's not like or at least to me you know it, it, it's not like it's I need to breathe for a second or that the show doesn't like it's so ridiculous that I'm not invested at all because it's like all this is happening and it's funny but ultimately I am getting more and more invested in what's going on with Jen and her own life and even the way that they've sprinkled in this kind of personal development, the scene she has with Nikki, the scene she's had with yes, different Nikki. lawyers. And, What's your first yeah, date going to be a webinar? <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, sorry, Man, I interrupted that, you. I totally agree. And, you know, that that whole kind of dating commentary, it, it, it goes back to what we discussed earlier about them kind of playing with that Dan Slot idea of Jen yeah. having to sort of compete with herself. Right. Okay, and that's something I learned from your Comics Corner episode, and I want to get into it after this really brief word from these sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Epic Hero Shop. You've heard us talk about them over and over because we truly love their stuff. And right now, you can go check out their brand new She-Hulk stuff. And I personally have quite a few She-Hulk shirts that I am very much enjoying. So as I've mentioned a lot of times, my Epic Hero Shop collection is growing and growing, and I'm still just wearing it all the time. In fact, I have enough shirts that I can wear one each day of the week, and I love it. Same. It's actually getting a little unreasonable how often I'm wearing these shirts because I have so many to cycle through. I used to have like one, but now it's my whole lineup. So if you want to get some of the awesome Epic Hero Shop merch, go to epichero shop.com and use code friends from work. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so I was listening to you and Candace talk about how in the comics, Jen is really ashamed of being Jen, and she really only feels like she's her true self when she morphs into She-Hulk. And that happens a little bit in the show, but the opposite. You had a discussion about... Uh, is it doing that as well as it does in the comics? Now, I can't comment on what happened in the comics, but sure. ever since you said that, I was really watching for it this week. And dude, what a great underlying tone slash message slash struggle she's going through in this series. So because it is the opposite, it was really yeah. apparent in this episode, right? Like she feels like she is at her best when she's Jen, she wants to be a lawyer. She doesn't want to be a superhero. She doesn't like that the guys only like her for being She-Hulk. It's, it's the exact mm -hmm. opposite of what you're saying. And so there was a lot of meta commentary too, even the fourth wall stuff where she's like, wow, that really hurts for Jen. Well, and, and what's fascinating is that, that the first half of Slot's run ends with her embracing Jen finally. It's like she's realized from issue one to issue 12 that she can be comfortable with being Jen. She doesn't have to be She-Hulk. And it, it makes me wonder if we're going to get the reverse arc here, where by the end of the series, she's been wrestling so much with it. She's not really into it. She doesn't oh. want to be a superhero. She's going to be comfortable with embracing that side of herself. And does it leave the door open for an Avengers thing of some sort? That she... Yeah. Because she, she's been resistant to that the whole time. But yeah, right. maybe it's Which, the opposite. I mean, I want, I want so much. And, you know, I, I, we have not talked about this a ton. I don't want to talk about it a ton, but I will say I would love to see a movie level budget She-Hulk. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't want to get into the CGI stuff. It's okay. It's not the best thing ever, but whatever. Sure. But I don't want to compare this to the comics because I haven't read it. I'll just say that I think that that storyline is excellent because the reluctant superhero is not something we get very often. I feel like in a lot of ways, the cliche would be the opposite, what you're saying from the comics, not ripping the comics. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying like right. wanting to be the superhero and not feeling adequate when you're just your small self is a little more cliche to me than you have the chance to be a celebrity, to go on these dates, to be a superhero, right. to even be an Avenger, and you fight it the whole time because you're passionate about your lawyer job. So well, I think if she it, ever does lean into it and become an Avenger, yeah. it's going to be that much more earned and it's going to be fun. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. I mean, the, the, the hero that comes to mind within the Marvel context is Spider-Man, but, you know, No Way Home being so fresh on my mind, like he has that line to MJ where he's like, I'm the most famous person in the whole world and I'm still broke. And it's like for, for Peter, it's always been this, like he has to be Spider-Man because the only way he can protect people, but if people know who he is, they get hurt. So it's this like complicated thing. 
But for her, that's not the issue. You're right. It's like a, it's a totally different, it's a totally different, really interesting dilemma where I, she has, she feels like she has earned her station on her own. Like she worked through law school, she's here, like, and the idea that she's only, that she's, she's now kind of being offered these like cheats because of this accident that happened with Bruce, I think to her would feel like a cheat. Like it's like, she's, it's like, it's making all of this work that she's done for nothing. And it's a distraction from her actual kind of qualifications and accomplishments. Right. And I love the Spider-Man comp. You're totally right. I would just add that I feel like where it's even a little bit different is that you never get the sense that Spider-Man is not, uh, not enjoying it. It's not the right word, but he, when he is Spider-Manning, I think he still has fun with it. He still feels called to do it. Whereas Jen, it feels a little more reluctant. Like, oh, all right, here we go again. Oh, I don't want to take a right. picture of She-Hulk. Uh, you know, like that kind of thing a little bit. Well, even the scene at the end of last episode when she takes out the Wrecking Crew, it's like I, I noticed in the preview of this week, she's she's doing it like uh, with a very like annoyed expression. Like there's no level of her that's like, all right, yeah, like let's go. Like Like for instance, Thor – who we've talked about would be like, okay, like you want to fight? Like, and he would have the whole like grin and go for it. Whereas she's like, uh, like if I have to, like, obviously I'll, I'll beat you all up, but I would rather not be doing this. Yeah. Right. Right. So where does it go from here? I am fascinated to see that. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of hope it doesn't do the Miss Marvel plunge. I really hope it doesn't. I should say. I hope the tone remains the same. I'm interested to see how they bring in Titania more. I know you know more about Titania uh-huh. from the comics, but in the show, we've only seen her for, what, 15 seconds max? Yeah. We know she's an influencer, which is a different take. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see if Yusef ties in at all. And I'll just say, I don't think I need a really big bad. If there's one bad that's kind of trying to get her blood or something like that, okay. But I don't need the show to turn into a clandestine thing. It could just yeah. stay the way it is. You could give me two episodes of another character cameo dealing with that case, two episodes of another character cameo dealing with that case, and then a finale, and I would be okay. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. We'll see. Just it doesn't need to turn into something it's not. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, the pacing so far to me has been so excellent. You know, at, at this point, I guess we're we're on a WandaVision timeline rather than any of the other Disney Plus series. But even WandaVision, episode four was kind of when things took a, a turn, right? Like that's the first time we yep. get out of Westview. And so we didn't get that here. And I'm I'm glad we didn't, right? Like I... I don't, I'm with you. I don't want a left turn. I, I, it's not, not a cliffhanger show. Yeah. And the, which is obviously not me dissing WandaVision. It's just a different type of show. And yeah, I think I would love like two more episodes with, you know, Titania, if, if that's going to be the arc for another two, or, or if that's going to be wrapped up with the Matt Murdock, I could see that happening. 
But I would love, yeah, exactly, like another set of two and then maybe another set of, of two or three that just let's focus on on Jen. Like what it, is what I wish Miss Marvel had been like and Miss Marvel still kind of wound up being through what I still think was an excellent finale, which is like, yeah, true. If you're going to have a, a Disney Plus show that introduces a brand new character, just let it be like a, a prologue, right? Like set them up to then y- you you give yourself, you know, infinite options moving forward. Don't feel like you have to do a thousand things in one season because, you know, maybe you don't know if you're going to get another season or because you don't know like what's next for the character. Like I, I think Kevin Feige and co like have, I'm sure a, a plan for how to deal with all this in terms of like big picture stuff. We don't need that many seeds planted. Just like I'm having so much fun with yeah with the show as it is, and that's why I'm like when I look at where it goes from here, I, I'm already not a huge speculation guy anyway. Not I don't dislike it. I'm just not that. It's not really sure. where my brain goes. But even if I were, this is not one that I that I really. I think would would lend itself to that, uh, just because I I don't I don't want a Mephisto <laughs> lurking somewhere. Right. right? Although uh, he might be there, the demon. <laughs> although he might be there, Jake. Um, Jake. No, it, it, <laughs> I I do think that there's going to be a big bad. To to be fair, I mean I think that we're getting hints of that. It, it even ju- just, it just comes down to how scene. big, how big are you talking? You know. And I still. You know, like I need to go back and, and do my own kind of Hulk rewatch. Normally, I would have by now, but I'm about I, to get there. I'm, I'm still. Le- oh yeah, you are. So yeah, you'll have to whenever you're watching it, yeah. think through the implications of bringing back Sam yeah. Stearns as as the leader, because that's still the the horse that I'm betting on. I remember that reveal being so lame, but the pre-reveal being one of my favorite parts about the show. Like when you don't know who's behind the other computer, that was so cool to me. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited to see it because it's obviously going to be very relevant now to this show. So it'll be fresh in my mind. I'll bring it next episode, likely. Can I say one thing also about that movie before we before we wrap? Um, <laughs> sure. I I have been putting together a. I've started doing these character specific playlists on Spotify, and it's been fun just because now there are so many great scores throughout the MCU. And so I was doing one for the Hulk, which obviously a lot of is from the Incredible Hulk film. And man, that is a great score. Like I know we've talked about the theme being good, but the whole thing is just pretty great. Like listen for that when you're watching, because I was like, this is like, especially for that era, you know, like the I, I feel like the the phase one scores especially uh, were kind of hit or miss, and and the first kind of part of phase two, and yeah, that one was just out the gate, really great. It 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 always makes me a little bit sad looking at elements of the Incredible Hulk that I think worked really well, because I I I wish that that had been integrated better. Makes me happy that it is being now, I guess. But there there are a couple things that I think were done really well, and that's that's one of them. I have homework to do watch the movie and listen to the whole score and pay attention to it. Cause yeah, I like the theme, but I don't know the rest of it. So I'll do that. Yeah. I think you'll like it. In grading this thing, I have a couple of big picture thoughts. WandaVision was shorter episodes like this. 
Mm-hmm. But the difference with WandaVision was because it was so speculative and there were so many cliffhangers, I really felt like it worked as a weekly series. It dominated the conversation because it was like lost. You had stuff to think about for the whole week and really right. discuss where it was going. Then the longer shows, I feel like mostly have worked as a weekly series for the most part. Not going to get into all that. I think specifically about like Moon Knight episode four because you had so much again to go on for a whole week. Right. And right. when we saw all four episodes of She-Hulk, both of us, I think you did it in two days, but I did it in one sitting. Just boom, 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 two hours, four episodes. Uh-huh. And I loved it. And then I said on the first episode, I'm interested to see how it goes as a weekly thing. And I do think it will be better for a lot of our listeners as a bingeable thing. Just because it's not speculative and they're so quick. I saw a couple critiques today on our Slack about, you know, I was getting into it and then it was over right away and not a ton happened. Mm. And I, I think I understand that. I really do. The difference was you and I just watched them all at once. So I think it's going to yeah. be a show yeah. that'll be a really easy, breezy watch of almost all nine episodes when you have them. I really do. That's not a knock on the release schedule. I get why they're doing it. I like that they do it this way so that we don't all watch it at different points. But uh-huh. of all the shows, this is maybe the one where, okay, it would be really easy just to throw all nine on and finish them. I, I, I'm so, yeah, I'm so interested now to watch episode five next week and see how I feel. Cause you're right. I, that's true. I, we'll yeah, I really subjects. haven't. <laughs> yeah. I will say talking about sort of, uh, commanding the conversation, one line that I loved and that I think has already kind of borne itself out is when she's first like, yeah, Wong's back. Like, you know, everybody loves Wong. It's like automatic Twitter armor for a week. Twitter armor. And that's exactly what's happened all day. Like the, the, I've not gotten to spend much time on Marvel Twitter today, but when I've been on, it's everybody talking about Wong and Madison. And it's just like, I, this show is so smart to me. Like I, I just, it's, it's so, so it's smart so well that done. they they knew that ahead of time. Like, yeah, that comment was written a year ago, and yet, yeah, it yeah, does I feel mean, really appropriate. Like, it's like they knew some people were going to be upset with the CGI, or some people were gonna this and this. And it's like they wrote that for that. Like, right. it gives it Twitter armor. It's also the same thing with the comments of the sexism. It's like they knew they were gonna yeah. get those comments, dude. That's yeah. I mean, that's They're my one thing step ahead. Is, <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so clever. Okay, so in, in in grading this, that was actually one of my other notes, what you just brought up, that it is really smart. It is really meta. Um, I felt like maybe some of the sexism commentary in the dating was a little over the top on this one, just a pinch. Like, mm. I know guys can be D-bags. I, I don't know too many guys in my life that are that douchey. Um, as some <laughs> Although of I guys. did like the, I, the, one of the scenes that made me laugh was the, the gen date. Because I do I, think like that guy exists in a very real way, especially in a town like Nashville or Austin. <laughs> that would walk away and say, oh, she's a six on the phone, you think? Not that, not that. But the stuff he's saying where it's like. The entrepreneur like thing the, is funny. So funny for the you entrepreneur and I, Nashville thing, Austin. <laughs> TBD. But then also like the whole, like the, you know, I'm just, I'm just more of a New York guy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like how long do you live there? 14 months. Oh, but, you know, I'd, so Nashville. <laughs> so Nashville. It's, it's like a. Everyone's so, not everyone, but there's a certain per like a certain type of guy that is in his like late twenties, early thirties, oh. that's like so confident about his worldview and his take on everything, 
and has literally zero to back it up. That guy uses his parents' money to go to Crema, right? You totally yep. know exactly yep. what I'm talking about. And I love, yep. I love the line when she's talking, he's clearly not listening. And she says, I work at GLK and H downtown. You ever heard of it? And he goes, downtown? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I've heard of downtown. I've heard of downtown. Um, okay, I thought a little bit over the top, but yeah, some really funny scenes. And you know me, right? I don't love, it's not like it's a bad thing, just preference-wise, I've never been as much into demons and dragons and mm, other dimensions. Sure. You know that, right? Like, that's sure. that's a little bit why I was always more into Star Wars growing up than Lord of the Rings, just because sure. that kind of thing doesn't interest me as much, and I'm not saying it's bad. I even brought that up, I think, in our Doctor Strange episode, that magic and mystical stuff is not totally my scene, Okay, but I love mm -hmm. the humor I got out of it. And I love Wong. I love Wong Earth and I love all that stuff. So for me, I think today's episode, She-Hulk episode four is a let's go. Let's nice. go. Nice. Man, I am again. And, and, I mean, and, and maybe... before you jump in, let me just say, because yeah. I didn't say this. I am just really enjoying it. I'm yeah. really enjoying the show. Yes, you and I have come up with tangible reasons on this podcast for four weeks, but in light of just being aware of some of the mixed reaction, I don't know. I just really enjoy it. Yeah. And so that's been fun. Like, I am very grateful for this show. And I think yeah. if it continues on this pace, I will end up ranking it fairly highly. I, you know, this is such a, it's such a strange show for me and and in terms of just ranking it against other shows uh, but but even projects in general um that's what you and i talked about last week i brought that up and then you talked about it with candace on the comics episode too right it's, right. Just, it's not trying to compete with those shows so i'm not trying to make that yeah. statement but yeah it's strange like it's not in some ways even trying to compete with moon knight or infinity yeah War, you know so yeah and and so in, in that way, like whenever I look at my, you know, when I look at rankings, uh, but especially when I look at like a grade that I'm about to give, I, I really do, like I think I said last week, try to take the show on its own terms. Like, okay, what is it you're trying to do and how well are you doing that thing? Like, and, and how much am I enjoying it, obviously? Like, and that all goes into it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to compare you know, just because I really love an episode of She-Hulk, that doesn't make me automatically go to, oh, but does it stack up to WandaVision episode eight, Robbie? Because I'm like, I don't I don't have to do that. I don't have to prove that to anybody. Yeah, so true. for me, it's 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 its own thing entirely. And doing that, I am just I stand by, I think, now having gotten four weeks in, my my initial review to you. Like every week I've loved this show more. And so this is going to be another let's freaking go to me because I, I just, I think it's, it's so well done. And the it only, is. like the only concerns, honestly, that I've had have been the, the CGI stuff at times. And that just matters so little to me, ultimately. Like it's sure. one of those things that like is, has become such a, like it, and I understand it. Like I, un I understand watching it and not just not being able to get past that. But and and by me, the way, speaking of the show being aware of that, you and Candace talked about how she's wearing too big of a suit, and then Pete 
message like, man, her suit's uncomfortable. It's so big. It looks awkward. And then here we get to this episode. Yeah, true. And Nikki true. makes a comment on her wardrobe, and she says, well, it's hard to find clothes that fit me at this size. It's like- Yeah, I noticed they're that. They're aware of it again. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I just, at every turn, like, and by the way, because I, 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 we've talked about it, but like- the, the big reason, obviously, why this is kidding so many Let's Freaking Ghosts for me, because I think this is number three, uh, is Tatiana Maslany. I mean, she is incredible. Like, as Jen, as She-Hulk, I, am, I, I think she's hilarious. Her comedic timing is some of the best I've seen in the MCU, and I think the MCU is full of people with great comedic timing. See Paul Rudd. I... I just I I'm I'm so delighted by this. I I, I feel like the, to bring it full circle back to the beginning of this episode, this is another one that leading up to it, I was like, I don't know about this. Like I don't know that it's going to be yep. bad, but I don't totally. necessarily think it's going to be great. Like totally, I'm, me too. And I'm just I'm I'm loving it, and it's it's a show that I I hope that more people start catching on to because I just think it's got a really it's doing it it's doing a unique thing and isn't that kind of yep. what we're always asking for yeah yeah we are and it is yep so different I can't wait to talk about episode five next week thank you guys so much for bearing with us on the rushed episode I am recording this right now live in northern Georgia and then next week I'll be in Napa California so that's my life wow right um, all right so like I said, there's so much stuff coming up. So you're going to want to look into Friends from Work Plus, Daredevil over there, other things we're into, like the stuff we hinted at earlier, plus some bonus MCU stuff. And then on the Friends from Work side, She-Hulk, and next week, diving into a few of the announcements that they made on Disney Plus Day, which is happening yes. as we speak. Yeah. Well, and, and D23, which is happening in, in the coming days. Um, yep. so I also more info. <laughs> before we before we let everyone go because you mentioned the comics corner over on over on FFW plus this is a great time to check out that episode because we read an issue by Dan Slott where he really goes back through the biography of Titania and I'm guessing given the end of this episode that we're getting into that so I would really recommend that um, but also. If you're trying to get ready for the next Comics Corner episode and you are like me and like to read a physical copy, this week, yesterday, I believe, Marvel released the complete collection of the Charles Sewell Javier Polito She-Hulk, which we're going to be looking at next time around. And that is on Organic Price Books now for a great price. So if you are interested, I wanted to give people a heads up because we'll be publishing that episode in about a month. So that'll give you time to get that ordered and read. If you have any questions, you know where to reach us. And by the way, if you do go to Organic Price Books, it helps us out if you use our referral link, which is in these show notes. So click on that. If you don't click on yes. the referral link, then use the promo code Friends from Work to save some money. But if you're interested in getting that whole book, man, they ship good stuff. By the way, Robbie, I've been wanting to tell you, I bet you don't know this about me. Did you know Annika's maiden name is Soul? S-O-U-L-E. So every time I've heard you Whoa. bring it up, I'm like, oh, that's my in-laws. It's not. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, crazy. Maybe they're related. We'll, we have, to, look it we'll up. have to do some like ancestry.com stuff. Uh, we need to. That would be amazing, <laughs> by the way, wouldn't it? What a turn. Maybe that's our hook to get Charles on the show. Oh, yes. And don't forget, if you are interested in, in Friends From Work Plus, you can actually check that out now as well on Apple subscriptions right there on your phone. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for everyone who's done that already. Check out the trivia questions if you already are thinking of the answer. Message us on social media at the FFW Podcast and join our Slack. I think there's over 500 or 600 people in there. It's a really fun community. You can find that link on our website, the FFWpodcast.com. We love you all so much. We don't take you listening to this podcast for granted. And so, However you support us, we appreciate it so much. We'll be back next week talking about all this stuff, including She-Hulk Episode 5, here on Friends From Work. Friends From Work.